You know, when we think of 80s movies, we always mention the movies of John Hughes, Vacation, Pretty in Pink, mentioned Ferris Bueller, all those fun films, but the horror genre gets overlooked a lot, and I really feel like, much like a young Drew Garabo, the horror genre really came of age in the 1980s. And one of the first, in my opinion, to really strike new ground, especially when it comes to visual effects. An American Werewolf in London, the monster movie, debuted in theaters today in 1981, 39 years ago. And I'd love to see how that movie holds up. I haven't watched it in its entirety in a while. It's about exactly what you would think it would be about, an American werewolf in London. Two dudes go uh, backpacking. One of them, David Naughton, who was a uh, minor league actor at the time. Uh, he was known best, I think, for the Dr. Pepper commercial. He was the guy who did uh, I'm a Pepper, You're a Pepper, Wouldn't You Like to Be a Pepper Too? Oh, man, as a uh, Dr. Pepper enthusiast, I am not familiar with that piece with that piece of work. You're not? No. Oh. I'm not either. You, you, know, you don't remember the old Dr. Pepper commercial? He goes, I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd, because if you look around these days, there seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze, because I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper, we're a pepper, wouldn't you like to be a pepper, to be a pepper, drink Dr. Pepper, oh yeah. I don't think I was alive. No, 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 I'm more of a, I'm a, it's the sweet one. That was, a, that was David Naughton. I don't even remember Dr. Pepper ads. I just know Make 7 Up Yours. Oh, yeah, Make 7 Up Yours. That was a good one. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm a pepper. Be a pepper. Drink Dr. Pepper. It that seems was, hot. It was, it, a pepper, it was a good. A it's what got me drinking Dr. Pepper as a kid. I'll tell you that much. I was like, screw you, Mr. Pibb. Uh, on the line with us right now. Oh, man. Whew. Are you sure you're ready to hear? Should we put him on protection just so you don't have to actually hear his voice? I mean, I'm afraid that could send you down a spiral. Okay, go ahead, K-Dog. What is up? Thank you for having me, and I'm sorry for leaving you in a state of PTSDs. No, I don't like him um, protection. PTSDs. <laughs> PTSDs. That was, that was a good one, K-Dog. Yes. I, I, uh, I appreciate you having me. I would like to answer any questions and all of your questions, but I, I would like to just, uh, if I may, two, two things real quick. One, I am officially announcing my retirement from these nuts and all these nuts-related activities. Um, there's, there's no higher summit than, than what's already been done. So, uh, so we're done with that. And, uh, secondly, Drew Garabo, I'd like to, uh, to offer you a truce. Um, quite frankly, you deserved it, but, uh, I think now we can move on. Well, I would like to counter those, uh, K dog with two things of my own. You, you have to mention, go ahead. Uh, well, my two testicles, of course, on your chin. Uh, but oh, furthermore, one, buddy. thank you. Uh, furthermore, uh, I accept your retirement and resignation papers, and you should definitely go out on top. But I would urge you to take a sabbatical and then figure out where you can take this to the next level. Because I'm, I might consider myself to be the goat at times, but clearly, the ease with which you vanquished me yesterday shows that. There's a greater goat out there, and uh, K-Dog, you can find him or her, and you can enact an even more epic D's nutting 
all over their ears, radio, television program, whatever it might be. Please, the game needs you too much for you to casually step away from it, sir. Well, I, I really appreciate that. Um, I'll, I'll take that into advisement. Uh, K-Dog, if I may, uh, can you uh, just answer this question for us? Was it you that called earlier in the show with the terrible attempt? No, and you know what's funny about that is, you know, I'm a, I'm a pool boy. I'm in and out of the truck all day. I didn't even hear that segment, but this wasn't a seven- or eight-minute call, long play. This was actually months in the making. Um, so, you know, this was a, a carefully constructed and, and, and really long play, um, you know, the details of which I think you'd really appreciate. But, no, I didn't even hear that call until after the fact, until I went back to people started sending me links, and I went back and watched the videos and heard that call. Whoa, wait a minute. Hold, hold the phone. You didn't hear earlier in the – because I, I certainly thought that someone out there would, had heard – that earlier bit and then thought I'm going to get that son of a bitch with the same damn joke but in the world of synchronicity date and uh, and destiny and fate and seren- whatever uh, you didn't even hear the first part about the Chuck D you just called in completely blind to that dead serious not so after the fact it actually goes back to an interaction we had on the phone uh, probably back at the end of March maybe April whenever the start of the quarantine was I called in to co-sign uh, with John to let you know that Flavor Flav is the talent of that group. And you had set me up for the Chuck D's nuts then, and you hung up before I got it out. So I just felt this whole time like I owed you one. And um, so, but the fact that it, it happened in that manner with that uh, previously in the show really, really makes it just serendipitous time pimping, if you will. So I will. So t- break down for me your thought process when it came to actually interjecting on the topic at hand. Was that key to your execution? Did you know that you needed to weigh in on the pro- you know, the predominant topic at the time before going in, or was that just a little added something at the last minute? No, no, listen, if I had called you and told you it was K-Dog, you would have immediately had your guard up. So I had to play it cool. You know, and, and by the way, part of the long play, um, if you recall, I introduced myself to you as Richard. Get uh, it? Uh, yeah, no, I totally yeah. get it now. I just, <laughs> yep. uh, at the time, um, you're, just, you're, just, you're, you're just Richard. You're just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, like herpes. Um, oh. But, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, we had to we had to kind of kind of drag it along, but it, it really, you know, you deserved it. I, I feel like in some of our previous interactions, yeah. You were not uh, treating such a savage with the respect that he yeah. deserved. Yeah, you're right. Bad I really down. hope that um, that you'll accept my offer of a, of a truce. And oh, you know, should we sure. ever cross paths, oh I will God. Uh, you're a God introduce man. myself to you, and, and we can have a beverage. I'll even oh. let you pay for it. Oh no, I would I would buy you cases upon cases of Heineken. Uh, you are a God to me, uh, small G, but you are a, you are a God to me. Yes, John Senning. Yes, yeah, uh, Mr. Dog. Oh, by the way, let me reset. Uh, we're speaking to K Dog, who annihilated my soul yesterday with the most epic plan and execution of a D's Nuts joke possible. John Sending, what do you have for K-Dog? Mr. Dog, we didn't know what to expect if we'd ever hear from you again. There's something alluring and something intriguing in the idea of you never actually coming out and let you know letting yourself be known. Is the Are the accolades and the recognition that comes along with doing what you did yesterday, is that, that's obviously very important to you. Well, no, it's not that, but, you know, uh, people started sending me links, um, you know, yesterday, and I don't have any social media accounts. 
So I'm not somebody that's going to come out in the matrix. I'm real life. You know what I'm saying? And that's what happens when you run into real life, baby. Um, K-Dog, a question. Uh, a person tweeted that they were a friend of yours. This was last night. They said you, the guy who pulled this off is a friend of mine, and he really needed that mirth uh, that, it, that it brought yesterday. A, was that true? And B, have you been, you've been struggling through some hard times? And then C, do you need or want to talk about it? Uh, sure. I, I think you're talking about my boy, Willie Rage. He is my boy. He's, uh, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, good people. And, uh, send dog. I think you owe him some, uh, some prize from a few months ago that he never got actually. <laughs> hey, you know um, what? Now that I know he's a friend of yours, I'm opening up the prize closet. We're not allowed to have anybody in the building, but I'll just give him the key and he can just take whatever he likes. If he's a friend of yours. Hey, party on. I appreciate it. Yeah. He's good people. Um, but, uh, you know, I- I'll tell you, my-, my family has never been more proud of me. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a huge moment in, in, uh, in my life, and I know it's certainly life-altering for you, uh, Drew. And uh, I just, I, wow, I, I just, uh, you know, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I did my time in radio a long time ago. Uh, I used to do the metal show. You know, and more people heard that yesterday than probably heard me my entire radio career, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've been out for, you know, 10, 15 years. And to think that my greatest radio moment was yesterday is it's just amazing. I never expected it. Uh, I will, And I'm not BSing you here, K-Dog. Uh, the overwhelming response that was most commonly repeated was, I almost crashed my car. Now, people say that all the time. I almost crashed my car. I usually get one or two of those if you do something that you think is really funny. Uh, the number of people that said almost that verbatim about what you did, the people who texted me, Instagrammed me, Snapchatted me, Facebook, every form of social media, they found a way to say, oh, my God, that dude just owned you. My own son taking delight in how you uh, engage in the ownage. All of this. Hey, you, uh, I you wanted to ask fun. you about that. I saw you posted the screenshot of the text, and I couldn't help but notice that your autocorrect had changed caller to collar. So I just wonder, what kind of weird stuff are you into, bro? <laughs> you should see when I try to live tweet the Denver Nuggets games. Yeah. Uh, Micah Rotunda, uh, what do you have for K-Dog? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we get something right in case we get a budget to do an award ceremony since you're now the D's Nuts heavyweight champion of the world. Is it K-D-A-W-G or K-D-O-G? Good question, Micah. It, it, I appreciate that. I, the details are important. It's actually capital K hyphen mm. D O double G capital D O double G that is D O double D O double G okay good yeah for sure uh, you're a god among men sir thank you for what you did yesterday thank you for joining us today and we we got a little idea John do you want to pitch it to him yeah yeah we, well pretty much without giving away too much we want to we really want to make a full length documentary on what took place yesterday <laughs> kind of thirty for thirty style like uh, in the ESPN vein so is if it's okay can your boy Willie Rage uh, pass your info along to me so that we can get in contact and maybe do some stuff together soon. I, I would love, if you want to just get my number, uh, you probably got it on your screen. If you want to just okay. talk to me off the air for a second, I'll give you my number okay. and my email, and you can uh, reach out to me. Sounds good. Thanks, yeah, man. perfect. And you hung up at the right time. It resonated. Like, the sound was just like, bong. And what we're thinking is, uh, you know, ESPN puts together those dramatic 30 for 30s, and certainly the one on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls resonated, I think, loudest with everyone. So we were kind of thinking like the last D's yeah. uh, where, you know, we, we, we go into me as Michael Jordan talking about how I'm the GOAT and I'm the greatest that ever lived and I destroy my competition psychologically, blah, blah, blah. 
And then the last 20 minutes is just devoted to you. We show training montages, your shortcomings that you overcame, et cetera. And we make this a real dramatic piece for YouTube. That sounds like a license to print money. I just have one condition. What's that? No blackface. <laughs> well, back to the drawing board. Uh, K-Dog, thank you, man, for what you did yesterday. You're a funny dude, and uh, you're definitely responsible for one of the greatest moments in my broadcasting career. So thank you for that. Likewise, my friend. And if you're nice to me, I will give you the opportunity to earn your soul back at some point in the future. Thank you. Thank you. I miss it all. I'll, uh, I'll stay on the line if you want to get my info. Yeah, for sure. By get, the, his, get his email, would you, Micah? Thank for you. some reason, by the way, in those last few words that he said, I heard what Joey heard, and the man has a little Jonathan Tucker in his voice. Yeah, I hear it. Yeah, which I, is only right. We Joey had a theory, and and it was a you know a one percent cockamamie theory yeah. that that might have been Jonathan M. Tucker who plays <laughs> Jay Kalina on our favorite show Kingdom, uh, who interviewed us just by tweeting, and then we gave him the hotline, and then he called yeah. in. And our, our theory was, and this is more of a pipe dream than a theory, uh, our pipe dream was that Jonathan Tucker became such a fan of the show <laughs> that he then wanted to get me on a D's Nuts uh, joke. I which, guess when you say that out loud, it sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I wish I hadn't said that. Drew Gobble Live, hello. Hey, it's Rob. Hey, Ro- hey Rob, what's up? On, on, on the D's Nuts joke, and in order to get a one Drew Gar- Ar- Garabo, don't ruin this you moment, Rob. Re- we just you, had Rob. We just had such a great moment. You There's really no need have to, ruin to this. plan please it out. Please don't ruin this. Like we just had an awesome interchange with a great caller. We're riding high right now, and I just get the feeling you're just going to lay a big fat turd in the punch bowl, metaphorically. But go ahead. No, um, when I got you with the with the whole I'm deploying to a unknown thing, that took t- about two weeks of thought process for me to to get that across, and I got you. Um, well, you know, clearly you you're here to try to and steal some thunder, Rob. Yeah, Rob, this, what you're trying no, to do is absolute, steal valor. Absolute, absolute, absolutely not. I'm just saying, in order to get you, you really have to think it out. So that guy really did have to to plan it. Yeah, we know. That's so, what he just got done saying. Kudos <laughs> kudos to him, man. All right, thanks, Rob. Appreciate you, man. Have a good weekend. All right, all right buddy? All right, you too, bud. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Man. But it's in the past. You know, let's just let it live in the past. The mm-hmm. future is bright. We're moving forward. Um, you guys grew up in a different era of horror movie than I did, so I, I'm interested. I know you guys were in that like scary movie uh, era, right? Is that uh, uh, is that where I know what you did last summer? Uh, I would say that. Well, that to me, Scream into I know what you did last summer was a reawakening of horror movies in America. I think because yeah. I, I people were going to the theater to see Scream, the first one specifically probably like they hadn't for any major scary movie in a long time. So Scream really did a lot. But, you know, I loved the uh, I loved uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and all that stuff when I was when I was young, if, if I could rent it from the video store. Nightmare on Elm Street for the first one? Yeah. That's an 80s film right there. Yeah. Johnny Depp in the first one. Well, in our household, I don't know if this might surprise you guys, but my brother was a horror film yeah. aficionado. No way. <laughs> really? <laughs> so we watched everything. And I very vividly remember watching The Exorcist when I was about five and the Leprechaun movies. So my oh, childhood monsters was a combination of somewhere between a hybrid of The Leprechaun and The Exorcist. So Linda Blair, imagining her being outside my bedroom door and The Leprechaun underneath my bed. Oh, man. The that Leprechaun was, was good. But The Leprechaun was so funny. 
Like that. Uh, the I didn't find it funny. No, he was funny. He had jokes. No, he did not. I never saw any of the Leprechaun movies. Only the one Good. that they did. Not Leprechaun in the Hood. Uh, <laughs> Leprechaun in Space. Leprechaun no. in Space is gold. The one where where all of the neighborhood people are going around looking for the Leprechaun, and uh, then they say, "I want the gold. Give me the gold." Could be a crackhead. I think that's the second one. No, no, no that that actually happened in. I believe that was real life. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. I used to know that whole because that that came out when I was on the radio in Orlando. That news story. Oh yeah, that was good time. I used to know that whole news story verbatim because we played it so much. I literally couldn't believe it was real for the first month that we would play it. You know what I'm talking about, right? No. Oh man, John, you want to race to see who gets a leprechaun story first? Leprechaun story, Atlanta, right? It would be clean, yeah, it was on the news. So okay, The original Crichton Leprechaun news story. Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk- folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say Mobile, a Alabama. leprechaun right. has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's <laughs> Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Real news story. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. We're going to get down to the bottom of this. Yes, still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. <laughs> this guy helping he to direct traffic to? says driving. he's prepared oh. for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This wars all smells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather who was Irish. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree. <laughs> I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where the gold is. I want to go. Give me the go. I want to go. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything for a pot of gold. I mean, anything. You know what I like? I like the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. Yeah, <laughs> it kills me. I, I couldn't believe that's that. That's not it was real. real. I, I, that is real. That, it is, Micah. <laughs> oh, that's it's, wonderful. It's real wonderful. <laughs> Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. So there were uh, there were horror movies back in like the twenties with your Lon Chaney's and your Bela Lugosi's and whatever. And uh, you know, I'm I'm sure they they got quite the audience. For some reason, in the eighties, when you had blockbusters like Poltergeist in the theater, uh, I think the first Friday the Thirteenth might have been seventy nine, might have been eighty. Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. Uh, Creep Show, one of the scarier of the Stephen King vehicles, and uh, Phantasm and things like that. Dude, there was something so freaking special about horror movies in the 80s. Now, I think people gauge their horror movies on different things. To me, I'm always looking for something that can legitimately scare me. Uh, or at least right, like take the Exorcist. Me, like that does, that's not what works for uh, me. Like no. Pet Cemetery, I feel like, was the first thing that truly scared me. Because it yeah. felt... 
like like I am with a lot of movies, it's got to be rooted in reality. Like this is a normal family. You can understand the pain of losing a child and then an animal, and you you want them to come back, and they do. And that was very scary to me. I want to play with you, yeah. Daddy. So what would be the scariest horror movie? Of the 80s? Just in general. Oh, that plays upon my darkest fears? Yeah. That like that you would say, not the best one, but the scariest one. The scariest one. The one I, I put on and it really still, those flying monkeys in Wizard of Oz, I just, it's still to this day. That gets you? For some reason. I know Wizard of Oz isn't a horror movie, but there's still no visual image. How did they do it? How did they do it? Did they sew wings to monkeys? It's probably, um... How did they get those monkeys to fly? Because they went over the rainbow. And over the rainbow, there's not the gold, but there are flying monkeys. I want the gold. Give me the gold. Drew Grubb alive. Hello. Hello. Hi, what's up? Hey, bud. I was just home. I wasn't listening yesterday. I just wanted to hear what uh, K-Dog said to Drew Grubb. Uh, I think do, we just covered it for like an hour. To, yeah, dude. do you want us to reenact it or just play the <laughs> clip just for you? Literally every form of the Bone social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, the video is there. That's yeah. where I would tell you to go. It's available for your consumption. Drew Grubb Alive, hello, who are you? Hey, Cass, it's Greg. How you doing? Hi, Greg. By the way, all that happened, John, on national radio day. Yeah, what a gift. Like, what a, what a gift and what a tribute to the medium of live radio. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Greg? How, what can we do for you, pal? Hey, Hey, uh, I happen to uh, be in one of those fine uh, Muslim or Islamic, uh, well, you know, stores and getting a malted beverage. And I saw a movie for two ninety nine. It was Humans versus Zombies. Great movie. It's funny. It's kind of a B kind of a looking movie to it, but it's really good movie. Humans versus Zombies. It was good. It, and if you watch it, you got to watch through the beginning credits and I'll then never a little watch bit it. in through the ending. I'll credits. never watch it. It's good. It's yeah, good. I, mean, I don't care what you think is a good movie. If you're going to describe things in a in a religiously, well, in, I know they don't way. compare to yeah. other ones. But no, it, yeah, it I don't care about one. your it's movie. Funny. No, again, I'm I'm trying to reach you here. I don't care about your movie. Uh, the way you choose to describe said convenience store really turned me off. So I can't take oh. your opinion seriously about anything. But thank I you very you. much for listening to the program and consuming the product. Please continue to do so. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. Hi, Deeb. What's up? Welcome to Drew Grubb Alive. Hey, Drew. Hi. Um, I just wanted to make a quick comment, hopefully you know, make you feel a bit better. Uh, what, what happened yesterday was pretty epic, but do you guys remember a couple months ago, a guy called in and was talking to John and was saying, asking about like women's like bra sizes or something. Oh. And he got John that, to say, yeah, you know, John. That, that, was, that was good. What that was, was it? Epic. It was pretty much a guy who called up and, and just randomly asked me oh like if God. I liked big boobs or something. And then he said, yeah. what's your, he goes, what size do you prefer? And then he, he saw right into my soul. And when I said double D, he, he, yeah, yeah he that was a good one. He's nuts. That was a really, really good one that I completely forgot but, about. But, I mean, I'm not taking away from that guy because the setup was perfect in the way he knew the answer to a question that wasn't guaranteed, but it's just different because I've, you know, I've never reached the, 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 the peaks like Drew has. I haven't, yeah. you know, built myself on that game. I'm a, I'm a rookie. I'm an amateur. I'm still learning every day. Yeah. But I did get a lot of delight out of John getting. Oh yeah. No, that was nothing. good. Thank you, man. Appreciate Thanks. the call. Thanks. Love the show. Thank you. Love you. I need to find that. Uh, some lady on Twitter uh, just said uh, The Ring, and I will say that movie scared me. Yeah, and they yeah. redid that. 
It's uh, hard to say which recently? one scares yeah. you the most, though, because there's so many different genres within horror. So yeah. the things that get me are things that have to do with like the spiritual world. Like exorcisms that. and the omen, which is around the Antichrist. What's the one with uh, with that dude? Oh, man. Uh, the one who was with uh, Uma Thurman, Ethan Hawke. Uh, is it called Sinister, where they move into a yeah. house yep. and like they watch the movies? The family watches the movie. That's a scary freaking movie. Oh, yeah. And there's like a guy like getting hung in the back uh, backyard. Yeah. yeah. There's another one with Ryan Reynolds, and he like goes crazy and turns on his family. Deadpool? Nope. Oh, I love that movie. Ryan Reynolds goes crazy and turns on his family? Yeah, he's becomes a killer. Yeah. I've oh. seen that. They like move to the woods and then he's like outside all day chopping lumber and the next thing you know he's killing things in uh, the backyard. Important question. Is he shirtless when he's cutting lumber? Yes. I'm gonna see this movie. Oh, sinually. If for no other reason. Uh remember Hereditary that came out a couple years ago? Yeah. Uh, I was scared that movie would never end. That was the that was one of the worst piece of crap movies I've ever seen in my Who's life. Who's in it? Uh I couldn't even tell you. I saw it in the theater. And I was I was miserable. The fourth kind. That has to be some type of oh, genre of horror that will oh. terrify you. You've seen that, right, John? Yeah, yeah. That's with the aliens and the owls and yeah. the yeah. the fake uh, speak their own language. The fake documentary yeah. style, but at the beginning, Mila Jovovich as Mila Jovovich says it's a documentary. Yeah, that messed with my head. That that's that snow owl. Inception. That one will also mess with your head because then it's like dreams within dreams. That's not a horror movie. It was for me. I count it. <laughs> Hang on, if you're on the line, we'll take your uh, ah, we'll take your calls about horror movies, and uh, we'll play today's game, uh, which is uh, of course hurricane related. You're about a half hour away from Paul Delegato, chief meteorologist at Fox 13, uh, who will be giving us the latest forecasts for Tampa Bay this weekend and beyond.